Welcome to the New Money Habits Podcast, where we talk about how to create a better plan for your money so you don't have to live paycheck to paycheck. Here are your hosts, Sarah Jones and Nino Villa. Welcome back, Budgeteers. Coach Nino Villa here. Alongside me, my partner on the airways, it's Sarah Jones. Sarah, how are you? And where are you? Hello, hello, everyone. Hey, Nino. Um, I am doing really pretty good today. Um, we are in Georgia, um, kind of halfway, I'll just say kind of halfway in between Savannah, Georgia, and St. Augustine, Florida. So right on the coast, we're only about 10 miles from the coast. Um, we've been hitting beaches, gosh darn, as much as possible because um, where we're headed next, we won't be having beaches. So trying to get our fill of them. All right. And where are you headed next? Oh, um, kind of central Tennessee. Oh, okay. Yeah. So definitely get that beach time in while you can. Cause, uh, <laughs> I mean, there might be some lakes or something, but you're not going to be anywhere near an ocean. Nope. Nope. Looking forward to meeting a bunch of new little creatures in Tennessee, but, uh, getting my fill of the ocean creatures and boy, have we seen some crazy new ones. So that it's been really exciting actually, um, for us as go around. Very cool. Well, um, let's talk a little bit about what we want to talk about today. Um, we're going to kind of, we have not coined this term, but we're going to coin a new term for our listeners. We're going to talk a little bit about having coin versations. Yes. Yes, you did just hear that right. I merged and fused the word coin with the word conversation, coinversations. We'll talk about what those are in just a moment, but um, I don't want our listeners to miss out on a, val- a valuable financial insights that we offer on the podcast uh, weekly. So subscribe to the New Money Habits podcast today to unlock a wealth of knowledge to empower your financial journey. Stay up to date with the latest episodes as Sarah and I discuss practical tips as we host expert guests and have thought-provoking discussions on all things money-related. Hit that subscribe button now and join our community of savvy listeners. Also want to remind you to take advantage of um, your free discovery call. Uh, It's time to take your financial growth to the next level. So schedule a free discovery call with Sarah or myself today. And during your personalized session, we'll discuss your specific financial goals, gain clarity on your challenges, explore how working with a financial coach can accelerate your progress and much more. Uh, Don't miss out on this valuable opportunity. Book your free discovery call now and create the new money habits needed to achieve financial freedom. All right, Sarah. So let's start off by talking a little bit about what is a conversation. Hmm. Well, I think there's a lot of terms for it, you know, budget talks, money talks, uh, money conversations. Um, a lot of people call them budgeting meetings, lots of different terms for them, but basically it's just you, um, sitting down with your partner, your spouse, um, you know, maybe an accountability partner, um, and talking money, all things money. Yeah, you know, it's it, it's a fun little term, but it really is that straightforward. A conversation is just a conversation between you and whoever you need to have that conversation with about all things 
related to um, income, outgo, debt elimination, all of it. Um, so it's really just having a conversation about your money, which you and I have discussed plenty of times on the podcast. This is very taboo and very weird for a lot of people, except our listeners. Our listeners by now are probably <laughs> having conversations all the time and didn't even know it. <laughs> so my next question would be, what should be a part, or I'm sorry, not what, who, who should be a part of these conversations? You kind of just alluded to it a little bit, but who should be involved? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think it, it depends on what topics you're wanting to discuss. I think there are, um, you know, important topics that need to be discussed with, you know, different people. But in a, as a general rule, your, your spouse or your partner, whoever you're in a committed relationship that maybe you're sharing finances with, um, maybe it's an accountability partner. Um, you know, I think a coach can be a part of some of these conversations, you know, and I, I know you have, you know, some of these conversations I certainly do with my clients. Um, but I don't want your coach to be the only one that you're having these conversations with, right? I think there needs to be some additional people in your life, um, you know, and, and maybe your kids, you know, again, depending on their age, who, who um, you're, or what you're trying to talk about, right? Like the, mm-hmm. the topic that you want to convey. So, um, you know, and I could maybe even throw in here, Nino, that sometimes maybe even a counselor or a therapist, you know, just, sharing some of these thoughts, I think it's most important to get, get it out and start having the conversation. So even if you're in, you know, therapy, sometimes having some of these conversations, sharing it out loud helps you to be able to have a deeper conversation with your partner or your spouse. So that's where I think like a coach can be really beneficial or a therapist or counselor to start those conversations too, to get you more comfortable in talking about it. So then you can go to your partner, your spouse, or your kids. Yeah. And I think you just started to highlight something really important there. And that is, it really depends on what the conversation is about. You know, money talks can be about a wide variety of things. It could be something as simple as putting together uh, next month's budget. And so that might be a conversation that you're having. Um, you might be having a conversation about um maybe a change in income or a change in expenses or both. And so maybe you're in a new season and, and things, you know, maybe you got a raise. And so things, uh, you know, there's more money to uh, manage. And so you're talking about that, or maybe on the other side, things are getting a little tighter. And so you're talking about that. And so that might be part of the conversation. Um, You might be talking about how it is that you relate with money. Um, You know, when, when you're sharing finances, it's very rare that the two people sharing finances view money exactly the same. More often than not, they have some differences of opinion. And so um, how much in savings is enough in savings might be part, part of the conversation. Or, well, I like to spend and I want to be able to spend because I work hard for my money. And so you're trying to communicate how you relate with money. And so I, I love that you also brought up therapists because if money seems to be an issue inside of a marriage um, or some type of cohabitation of uh, co-mingled funds, well, then being able to talk about the things that are challenging or struggles in a productive and effective way 
with the person that you must communicate with, that being your spouse or partner, um, is, is wildly important. Um, mm-hmm. I also like that you brought up kids though, too. So I think about like when my wife and I are sitting down and we're talking about kids and the money that it takes, um, to kind of put them through their activities or whatever the case may be. And there's also a talk about an allowance. It's like, well, wait a minute, let's bring the children in and let's talk about how they can work for money and how the, the money that they work for will then go and pay for some of their activities. And so we have to bring them into that conversation, you know, once we've kind of established the foundation. So it always depends, but there's just a couple of examples of the different players in the queen versations uh, when necessary. I love that. And, you know, Nino, it wasn't too long ago that um, James, my husband, and I had a conversation with our kids. You know, we were all together kind of to celebrate um, a, a couple of months ago. And during that time, having all four of us together, which doesn't happen very much anymore, you know, only a, a couple of times a year. But we actually sat down and we went over, um, you know, what would happen what are the kids' responsibilities? What do they need to be prepared for if something should happen to James or I, right? And so we had a different type of money conversation with our kids that, you know, should something happen to both of us, you know, then here's what, you know, here's some of our assets. Here's, you know, something, some things that you guys can be um, anticipating. Here's our final wishes here, you know, those types of conversations, which I am going to bet most people don't have those conversations and because it feels it was incredibly painful. I talk about money all the time. I'm very comfortable talking about money, having that conversation with my kids about the possibility or, you know, what, not the possibility, but should something happen, what are their responsive, right? Then that was incredibly hard to do. It was very emotional. I cried a lot, even though I had planned for it. So I don't want to come across that, you know, all of your conversations are just going to be happy and great, but they are necessary. And so um, to your point, you know, our money conversations can be around, I mean, from A to Z, right, in, in the money scheme. And, and they are all very, very important to have, regardless if they're easy or not. Yeah. Yeah, very, very uh, true. And actually kind of leads me to my next question. So when should you have coin-versations? Well, I actually suggest to all my clients to schedule weekly weekly meetings. Um, Mm. Because most of my clients are not communicating well when it comes to money. And so I start off with um, weekly meetings, you know, and they might be only five or 10 minutes long, right? But it's getting into that habit and it's building up. Um, You know, I think there's some different, you know, could do it around pay periods, you know, as you start talking around about money more, you know, my husband and I, we don't necessarily have meetings anymore because we talk about money so freely that we don't we don't plan it anymore. It's just a natural part of our everyday lives. Um, I will tell you, Nina, we used to, when we were getting into this, we used to plan um, our budget meetings every two weeks around his paydays. Um, and it used to go into our calendars. You know, we wanted to make sure that, that if we said it was important, we were making it important and we were putting it on the calendar, you know? And so mm-hmm. um, that was really helpful for us. 
um, to schedule it at a time where we knew we were getting paid. We knew that we were kind of checking in some numbers. We can, at that time, we were working on communicating better. And so we held our questions or kept our thoughts, you know, until those meetings. Um, and we made it fun. I like that. I like that. I will, I have to um, share that uh, recently. So my, my calendar fills up and, you know, there's plenty of things to, to do and uh, clients to meet with and that sort of thing that um, just recently, Christina and I made the commitment that every other Sunday at 11 a.m., she's on the calendar. My most important financial client is on the calendar. <laughs> um, you know, like you said, we speak about money freely, but um, sometimes I'm so kind of just busy or preoccupied. And I've noticed that. So when I execute the budget and I, I pay the bills, that happens on Friday. Well, on that Friday, I don't, I don't respond well. I'm just going to be candid mm. and honest. I don't respond well when we've already created a plan. I'm in the midst of executing the plan. And now you want to talk about other things that need to happen. So I'm all like, mm, I need a day or two to let kind of the execution of Friday happen. And then we can kind of re-engage on Sunday when those things have have transpired and now we can kind of talk about what else needs to happen. Um, so I just found that um, with, with everything that's going on, I wanted to put my most important financial client on the calendar uh, to give that space so that um, I'm also in the right mindset because I don't, mm -hmm. I don't want to go into a conversation um, with the wrong attitude or hostile in any way. Uh, but when I'm executing the budget, I'm, I'm not real thrilled. I mean, I love that I have a plan. I, I'm incredibly blessed to have the resources needed to pay our bills, but paying our bills is not fun for me. I don't, I don't necessarily right. like handing over hundreds of dollars to this company or that company or whatever. Right. So I need a day. I just need a day. Let that all settle, and then I can kind of re-engage with, okay, what else needs to take place? Can we just highlight that for a second, that even though we talk about money and, you know, we are involved, it doesn't mean that we enjoy every part of this money journey, right? We don't, <laughs> I do not, just like you, I do not enjoy sending my money away to other people. That's not something that's enjoyable to me. I do it because I know it allows me to get to the places that I want to go. It allows us to reach these new milestones, but it's not enjoyable. And so I just want to highlight that for people out there, because if you're thinking, gosh, I don't like this, you're not meant to like every part of it. It's okay, right? right? Like it's okay to not enjoy it. Doesn't mean that it can't be necessary. And it, it doesn't mean that it can't also have other pieces of it that are enjoyable. Yeah. And you used the word fun earlier. You said make them fun. So how do you mm. make one of these conversations or these money talks fun? Well, you know, I came up with some of these tips, Nino, because what I found within my own life and also with a lot of my clients is that when, when you're trying to have conversations, you alluded to it a minute ago that you're maybe not in the right mind frame, right? To, to have this conversation. Um, sometimes we bring a lot of stress when we try and have, um, conversations, a lot of times past conversations and the hurts and the tears and the yelling and the, the disagreements and all of that 
immediately comes into the new one. It's really hard to create something new because when just from experience, people try and have these conversations at the wrong times, right? And so making them fun and choosing a time as you and Christina are doing that works much better, very important, right? But make them fun. And so it's not this, oh, we got to talk about money. Oh, we got to talk about paying bills. Oh, we, no, let's make it fun. You know, and I'm just going to be bold and say that James and I used to schedule sex afterwards because okay. you got to, <laughs> well, you know what? Because it's not something he could look forward to that. He did not look forward to the budget meeting. And so <laughs> That's right. I'm, just, I'm making it, I'm keeping it real. He was for on everyone. his best behavior for that <laughs> 15 minutes at 30, whatever that talk, however long that talk lasted, he was on his best behavior. He was. And you know what? It worked, right? It worked. And, and because what it did, Nino, is it brought some fun. It brought something that you could look forward to. And I think that that's a piece that so many people are missing when they go to have these conversations. So schedule something, you know, have a couple of drinks, you know, sit outside, take it out of the house, go in, grab a coffee at a coffee shop, right? Change your environment a little bit. Um, I, I say, you know, glass of wine and, and some cheese or, you know, do something different, make it almost like a date night, you know, something that um, dress up, you know, put a... Put a, a new uh, a costume on. Do something to change it up so it feels yeah. exciting going into it. Yeah, I was just thinking too about how you said you know you're you and uh, James are getting as much beach time in as possible right now. Like like how about just lounging in a couple of chairs on the beach, talking about mm -hmm. your you know your financial situation and whatnot. Um, at least listening to like those waves just kind of crash in and. You know, mm -hmm. just what a what a serene uh, experience. So, for sure, there are definitely different ways to uh, change it up so that not that you'll necessarily look forward to it, but that you won't dread having mm -hmm. this important conversation. Um, and we were talking a moment ago too about when should you have these, and so um, you can you had mentioned kind of around each pay period. I would say. At bare minimum, everybody should be talking at least once a month mm -hmm. at, at the bare, bare minimum um, so that you're planning each month. But yes, around paydays, when you're going to travel, I imagine, you know, for you and James, that's like all the time because you're traveling all the time. But, you know, for us regular old folks who just <laughs> live in a house somewhere, um, when we're planning travel, you know, that might be a separate different conversation than like the the, the normal budgeting conversation, right? Like, hey, let's talk about, mm -hmm. you know, when are we leaving? When are we coming back? So how many days are we going to be gone? What do we want our food budget to be while, while we're out and about? So like, whether it's traveling or even something similar for the end of the year and the holiday season, you know, like mm -hmm. Thanksgiving, what are we doing? Are we going somewhere? Do we want to bring something? Are we hosting? And what are we going to, what does that look like? Um, at Christmas, what are we doing? So there's definitely plenty of times and plenty of different um, events and whatnot that should mm -hmm. encourage you to have one of these coin versations as we're talking about today. Absolutely. And think about too, Nino, um, you know, you and I were kind of talking um, 
before we hit record, but, you know, if your kids are in sports or extracurricular activities, you know, having that conversation, you know, what times of year are these things going to happen? How are we going to prepare for them? You know, how much lead time do we need? You know, who's the person that, that writes the budget, you know, and, and puts this together? How much time do you need to make sure that there's money in those accounts and that's funded so the, the kids can be in sports, right? These are all conversations that warrant time. You know, they warrant mm -hmm. your time. And, you know, you said it too, you know, calling Christina your most important client. It really is your your money and the, the relationship with your spouse and money, I believe, needs to fall at the top of your to-do list, right? Mm -hmm. And and if you're getting up and you're going to work and you're frustrated, then listen, put the money conversations, put those up there top Number one, these are most important because you can alleviate, I, I believe, because I've seen it, right? Alleviate so much of the stress that you're incurring at work because you know what your choices are. You know what, you know, if you need to look for, you want to look for another job, you know, right, what your requirements are for going because you've already had the conversations. You know what it requires to take care of your family, right? And yeah. and it just, it needs to be up there and I'm going to be bold too here and say, quit sweeping it under the rug. You know, I just see so many people kind of sweeping the money and these conversations kind of putting it under the rug, you know, like, Oh, I'll handle it tomorrow. I'll handle it. You know what? Tomorrow is not going to happen. You need to do it today. Yeah. Yep. So I think that also leads to another important question about, so how do I start? If I'm not going to sweep it, under the rug, how do I start a conversation, a money talk with my spouse or accountability partner? Mm. So I've come up with a couple of questions, you know, different things to kind of start these conversations, because again, they can be really difficult to have, especially if you've tried to have them in the past and unknowingly you, you try to have them at the wrong time. You were too stressed out. There's tears, there's arguing, there's, um, you know, you're not on the same page. And so let's start the conversations a little bit differently. And so one question that I suggest um, that you kind of start off or have, you don't have to start off with it, but what do you really like spending money on? Like actually ask your partner, you know, what do you mm. enjoy spending money on? This falls in, you know, to kind of our values categories, right? This leads into what you actually value spending. Um, and I just say, you know, tell me why that is so I can understand where you're coming from more, right? Part of having these conversations isn't just to talk, but it's to really listen and to learn to understand our partners differently. So that's a really great one. Um you know, I say, which of these are you good at or not good at? And then I kind of go through a list, you know, are you good or not good at saving? Are you good or not good at investing? Good or not good at giving, managing, spending, creating money, right? So having these and because, you know, James will tell you he was very good at spending money, right? Mm. Um, I was, even though I saved, I wasn't good at saving. I was doing it from a really unhealthy place. So that didn't mean that I was really good at it, right? And so what do you actually feel you're really good at and not good at? That gives you a great place to have more conversation. Okay, now where do we learn, right? Now we can look at, okay, do we need to find a book on investing, right? If, if neither one of us are good at investing, maybe that's the area that we really focus on, right? So it just gives you some 
places to go farther. Um, what do you love about money? And what do you hate about money? So asking your partner those two questions and just asking them to explain it, not for judgment, but just to listen to what they're, they're saying. Um, what are your strengths when it comes to money? And what do you believe mine are? Right. Ask them what they see in you, you know, and you can tell them, you know, here's where I see your strengths are. And then we use those strengths together to improve the situation. Right. I think so much of the time we don't rely on each other's strengths here. Mm. And I think that that's a really important piece. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You got me thinking. Um, I, I, cause I love those questions. I love uh, I love the idea of seeking to understand. Mm -hmm. So sitting down across the table from my wife, I, I love asking questions to seek to understand, to listen, and to, to learn more. Um, you know, being married 14 years, I think, um, I think I already know, right? I, I, I could probably anticipate, but there's, there's something very beautiful about just doing the activity anyway. Because mm -hmm. you may learn something new or different or, you know, gain a little bit more perspective that you didn't have before. So um, I'm going to steal a couple of those and I'm going to go and I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask Christina what her strength in managing money is. And I'm going to ask her what she thinks mine, uh, my strength is so that we can then leverage one another's strengths together. I, I love it. Well, steal away. I'll, I, I'll send them to you. You don't have to steal them. I'll even give them to you. Awesome. <laughs> and to Thanks. all of our listeners, you know, really, you know, go back and re-listen to this part, right? Pause and write these questions down because I think that they're really valuable. And I, this, I didn't come up with these just to throw something out. There's value behind each of these questions. So you can really learn something more about yourself and your partner, which will 100% guarantee you're going to start feeling better about your money situation because you start to understand where they're coming from more. It goes so much deeper into just the dollars and cents of stuff. For sure. All right. And I think you've, you've given a couple of tips, but I want to see if there are any other tips you have for our listeners about um, making these conversations successful? Mm -hmm. Well, we can, you know, kind of just even list out, um, you know, in, in a list of how to make them successful. One is planning them, you know, planning them in a time that you are not just in the midst of paying bills, right? Not in the heat of the moment, but taking time to put them on the schedule and planning them out for um, that each of you can come to the conversation prepared and ready to have it. Um, you know, getting rid of those other stressors in life, you know, if, um, you know, so really taking the time to look at your calendar to see when that's going to be in, um, important. Um, make them fun. You know, I think that that's a big piece of this is really making them fun, have something to look forward to, you know, um, make them like a date night, you know, make them um, enjoyable as much as possible. Again, the conversation itself might not necessarily be super enjoyable, but there can be pieces of the activity that are, um, you know, kind of keep them light. You know, I, I think money tends to weigh really heavily on people and I'd say kind of make it light. And by that, I mean, 
don't try and solve all your problems in one night, right? Pick maybe one area or, or um, you know, maybe one piece of the puzzle, one, one of those questions to have at a, you know, to, to kind of go through at a time. Don't try and solve everything at once because that's going to make the, the conversation feel really heavy. So break it up. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to take care of it all at uh, one conversation. Um, and again, I think most importantly is really listen to each other, you know, go into this without judgment, you know, pull your judgment out, Try and and put all those past conversations that you've had, try and put those in the past because now you're starting something new. You're approaching it with a new mindset. You're approaching it with, you know, wanting different outcomes. So you have to approach it differently than you have. And so, um, you know, really go into it with with the, the idea that you're just going to listen to what your partner has to say. Awesome. I think those are really good tips. Um and thank you for sharing those. I think this has been a great conversation in and of itself. Um, we have definitely uh, used that term uh, and kind of bludgeoned it to death. So uh, I hope everybody kind of enjoyed it. We didn't trip over it one time, so I'm really proud of us. Uh, but I think it was a great, uh, another great conversation. Um, I really appreciate having it and. Uh, as we always do, we'll continue our conversation next time. Thank you for listening to the New Money Habits podcast, brought to you by New Money Habits and Keeping Up with the Joneses Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our hosts by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes. Join our growing group of like-minded people on Facebook and follow us on your favorite platform. Music provided by Summer School.